Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Max Rounds 30 podcast, where there is no overtime. As usual, I am joined by my fellow fucking trolls, Koi from MTU Esports, Jeff from Dust2US, and I'm Jacob. I cast and do other things, but I can never figure out how to label myself. But in this week, we're covering 30 minutes of all of this last week's North American Counter-Strike content. So these motherfuckers here have been making me laugh for the last like 15 minutes we haven't been able to start the show for like 15 minutes because of these these losers but we're gonna get into it now i'm gonna hit the timer as soon as i can find it um actually i think it just disappeared on me so we're gonna quickly pull that that back up again you just want to restart at this point no 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 we're going we're going timer's up we're going. Timer's we're up, not we're restarting. Live. We're live. We're so live. All right, good job, start... everyone. We're live. <laughs> we're gonna start with the CS Summit Eight um, main event results, um, and just kind of talk about some of those and some of the matchups that are both kind of currently happening and going on from here. But we will get ourselves started with the twentieth, and we will kind of climb our way up and uh, just kind of talk about each match and give some general thoughts on how we feel North America has been kind of holding up against the Brazilian onslaught as well as the Australian onslaught and kind of uh, see how that's going. So we'll get ourselves started off with pain versus EG two one pain took the win. Yeah, this kind of, this kind of is not a good look for EG at all. <laughs> it EG looked flat. They looked dead pain looked like, they really wanted it, and they definitely took it. Yeah. This, this is the part of the Stanislaw adventure where you cut him for a different IGL, I think. Right. It's like a point of reckoning for Stan at this point, where if, like, I mean, of course it's normal for a Twitch chat to just, like, go, you know, they're just like, haha, player bad. But, like, at some point, you know, EG hasn't been putting up results. They lose Tarek. And then, you know, they still look kind of bad. I mean, it's not even to the fault of, you know, it's not even to the fault of like anybody else, I feel, because like, like they've had people put up decent individual performances, but without Ethan, they've just like, like Koi said, they just look flat without Tarek. It just, you know, like they just don't look like EG anymore. To be fair, even when they did have Ethan, something still felt like it was missing, but at least Ethan was still able to put up, like, you know, some amount of individual performance. So, it really sucks to see them just, like, like you know, when you watch a round or something like that, you know, people are missing rotates, or they're getting caught off individually, and that's just definitely not a good look for the whole team. Yeah. I didn't I don't know why. Exactly. Right, because, like, this was a squad that at one point was number one in the world, like, just, like, a couple months back. And, you know, of course, they've had a couple of shifts since then with Oboe and with Oboe and Michu, but, like, Michu hasn't looked bad, really. Like, he played pretty decently against the opponents so far in, in this RMR event. Like, he had a little bit of a rough going when they played over in Europe, but, like, and Oboe hasn't been playing terribly either. It's just, they just look flat. Like, that's... It's just what are what are they gonna do from here? So, do we bring up like any roster speculations now, or do we save that for later? I mean, I know what you're gonna say. Like, you're gonna say you want like Sheikh Zula to take the reins or something like that, right? But I don't think that's actually realistic. Like right now, I think Stanislaus has to take the team even further down before they even consider because, I mean, as much as we love Sheikh Zula, and I know it's like where we're kind of going with this, 
bringing him into the tier one team like Evil Geniuses is a huge gamble because I mean he's proven himself at tier two, but you know it's like, but at the same time I don't really know where EG really goes from here. I mean they're about to fall out of the top yeah. thirty. EG is like fifteen positions ahead of them right now. Liquid is almost thirty positions ahead of them. Bad News Bears is coming up right behind them. I think they're like twenty points behind them on HLTV. And for a brand like EG, that's not really acceptable to be the fourth best team in NA when one of them doesn't have an org. So like, yeah. I just don't know. It it seems like a Stanislaw curse where like his team started out really good and they just slowly like lose momentum or they lose the initiative. And I don't really know like what I can point to that says like why they're bad, but I don't know. I think there needs to be a leadership change. And I don't think it's like you could maybe get rid of Zeus, but I don't think Zeus is the problem because No. I think that it needs to be a leadership change, but maybe not a Stanislaw change, right? Like, you can have an emotional leader or something like that that isn't necessarily your IGL. Someone to keep, like, the momentum up and things like that. So there's a there's a chance that maybe, you know, shifting around someone else on the roster could work. Um, but, again, it's really hard to say who would be your next up to, to be moved out. Because I know they just brought in Oba, they just brought in Michu. Um, so like, where where do you go from there? Like, true, because they are still in like they're almost in like a transitionary period with those two new players in. But you could also argue that like as a tier one team, your period of like ex- allowance and acceptance for like adjustment becomes much narrower as you kind of go up in that scale. So. You know, do you think that this is still an adjustment period for EG or do we kind of feel like maybe this might be like, you know, is this something where we need to see a change or do we think they still should take time to adjust to these two new players? No. I mean, no, because ultimately we know that NACS is on a hot timer right now and there are those rumors of EG pulling out of CSGO and I know they like have said publicly, oh no, we're 100% committed. But really, who can be 100% committed to NACS right now these days? And so that's kind of what internally worries me, is that how many more roster changes are EG willing to put up with? And how much more time are they willing to like waste on this? Because no matter what happens at the end of this RMR event, EG will still have a spot in the major. But let's say they keep you know bombing events. And they, for them, their next big event is going to be Pro League Season 14, which I think is in August. And if they bomb that again, I mean, this roster's been together for, you know, almost three years now with the stable core and two years now. And so I don't know. I think for me, Stanislaw has, doesn't have much more time left on this team. He's got to do something like soon because I mean, you can't have players like Cirque, who's one of the best offers in the world and Obo, who's one of the best young North American talents and me who, who's been recognized as one of the best all arounders and still not bring home any silverware. Like it's unacceptable from, and the perspective of team one yeah and lose to you know Payne, who's probably what like the third best brazilian squad right now and like they need to start bringing home some silverware and just winning some matches like it's sort of like you could compare it to fanatic where the brand and the names are so far off from what the results should be that it's like kind of unacceptable and you need like we need there needs to be changes coming to the team and I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit, too, because, like, we'll also mention they also lost to Furia in 2-0 fashion, and not even a Furia that is looking exceptionally hot at the moment, either. Um, no, they're, they're not. They're definitely on and off trying to 
build Junior into the team and figure out how he plays in. And I'll even skip ahead a little bit there, like with with Junior on Furia, like we see flashes of of him being really good, especially with today's match versus o Oplano, which they did to o Oplano. Um, he played, I, I think he dropped a 30 bomb on Mirage, but he like got like nothing done on Nuke. So like, you know, that's a team that's also in a little bit of a flux state at the moment. So if you're getting 2 would by them, like something should tell you like alarm bells are ringing. Something's bad here. Yeah. But... And <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's all we can really say about EG is that, I mean, yeah. like, I don't even think about EG really. I don't think we people really think about EG right now in the NA public consciousness because it's like they're just so irrelevant in the grand scheme of what's going on like right now because everyone's either like liquid as our top 10 team or, you know, as result as our aspirational team. EG doesn't really fit into the puzzle of like what we, you know, what we look at we when we look at like exists, you know, they, they do. Cause <laughs> they were, they were in Europe for so long doing nothing that it's like, it's, it's like you know. Obo, you know, it's like it's not this isn't a direct drawing. It's like, you know, Obo left complexity for this, you know, like you could get all yeah, fanatical yeah. about this. But like yeah, the last of, time I was hyped yeah. when I saw the roster announcement. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of uh, extra salt being aspirational, um, obviously they qualified to playoffs with a, a decisive win over Extremum and a close two one win over Liquid. Um, I don't you know. I mean, I don't think, like, there's a lot you can really say about this other than, like, it's just an exceptional result for them. And it's an exceptional result from OC. It's an exceptional result from Fang. Fang has blossomed into one of our best players. And it's, like, amazing that, you know, this team has... I mean, it wasn't... It's only been four months and they, since they lost to, uh, you know, Rebirth and DreamHack Open January. And now we have them here as, like, a... As, you know, a real contender for... Uh, second best i mean they are the second best team in north america right now and i think if they do well in this event and they go back to europe they could take more scalps like i think this is a top they're playing like a top 20 team right now and that's something that you know we haven't seen in a long time with an na team that you know is consisting of new pieces like it's incredible yeah and i believe in oc supremacy <laughs> completely completely honestly like i i you know Nice. You know, you know, like it's just like with uh, like I like to think back to you talk about. Um, sorry, Jeff's clacking got me off there for a second. But like when you you think back to Cloud Nine when they were Cloud Nine, and you think about um, when they were on. Um, sorry, when they were fighting with like Liquid back. Oh, I don't remember how many months ago, but they were like there was a matchup where it was like you thought like. Like, oh, man, they could have beat uh, they got really close to beating Liquid in a in a best of three. I don't remember how it was like another covid event, but it, like you saw them almost get there before. But you like you saw the obvious flaws and how it's like if they did win, it would be kind of like a fluke victory. This felt like a win that they earned. And that is why I'm so excited about extra salt right now is because this is a this is just a win that was awesome. So we'll speed through some of the remainder of this stuff because uh, Jeff's typing I think the last. I think the, the last. Up, I mean, but... <laughs> no, I think like the last big thing we should probably talk about is how did Bad News Bears do? They did good. I, I think they did good. I mean, yeah. I mean, among they took a map off of Liquid and they played a close game against Extremum. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with them. Like, I don't think in a t you know in a situation where we only have four teams going to playoffs. I mean, they made it farther than you know Evil Geniuses did and their Orglas. So it's like I can't be too mad about that. Um, I do think that the I forget who mentioned I think it may have been Note on Twitter mentioned that the 
you're starting to see sort of the problem with Bad News Bears, though, is that they rely on, a lot on Janji to sort yeah. of be, like, the X Factor and, like, a hard entry and just, like, a, an aggressive element. And for teams that are more skilled and more ready for that, it's kind of, like, even if Squisher and EDR have good games, as like, extreme. And, uh, you, like, if Janji, if Janji doesn't show up, like, they don't win. Right. Because, like, th- they showed some obvious, like, weaknesses against extremum because extremum overall they are they are a very experienced team they've been playing for you know each of those players has been playing for quite a long time um it's just you know like it it, it kind of sucks because you know like you said john d doesn't quite have like he has a bad s- series and that team kind of goes down with it so yeah yeah Oh, uh, we lost video sync on the Jeff. Let me let me fix that really quick. But we'll we'll take a moment and we'll scoot on. I think we'll want to cover some roster changes now because those are generally our thoughts from. Um, Obviously, as CSM. we're recording this, it's still you know, Summit's still running in the group stage. Yeah. So, depending on you know if Liquid make it out, we'll probably have more to say about that next week. And but I mean overall, I think you know the big takeaways are we're really proud of Extra Salt. We're really proud of Pain. Um, evil geniuses have just been an embarrassment and I think Bad News Bears did fine enough for their for a status maybe but you know there's I don't know if they're ready for like tier 1 NA right now quite yet Bad News Bears I don't know Bad News Bears cl- played them close and also Extremum Extremum I'd say was like their only like real game where I wanted a little bit more and honestly like Extremum was playing on a different level that day like that that actually well, felt like a streamum playing. Yeah, they they just yeah. played for the first better time than any other game that they played so far. For the first time since 100 Thieves dropped the team, Gret actually returned to yeah. his winning ways. Yeah, yeah, Gret was just unfortunate timing. Gret was the second frag for the series. I mean, he went you know plus seven in a pretty tight series, and overall just had a had a very good series, and that's not something we see very often out of them. So. I guess with that, um, there is there are some current games going on at the moment, but we will come back and we'll touch on those next week. So moving on to uh, kind of blast through some roster changes. We have some quite spicy news to be talking about this week. We'll get into it in a second because we'll just kind of quickly cover through a few things. But um, first change, of course, being Recon 5 twice um, leaving the roster, which was something that was a little bit premeditated um, towards the beginning of the season um, after the whole contract stuff and Cobra ditching and all that stuff. Um, but it's minus twice plus Desi. What are our thoughts on that kind of move? Is that kind of a, um, that's not a good move. Bro. I mean, know, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a, losing twice is going to hurt. That's rough. A lot. That's bad. I believe twice had like already sort of had intentions of leaving at some point. Yeah. But like it was like, out of the blue that they would have to replace them is it a straight one for one trade or an upgrade no is it something that hopefully they can still work with and like build into whatever system that they're being forced to build over there hopefully like i i'm not like obviously it's disappointing that twice is is, uh has left the roster but at the same time we knew it was going to happen eventually so yeah yeah it was gonna he always intended to leave, and because he didn't really, he said he didn't. He's like, he's like, the players are going to the roster, but I don't think it's going to make make a deep run in playoffs. So, yeah, and honestly, I just props to him for like sticking it out too. Like, I'm sure he could have like left and 
found a different roster or something, but he was still willing to work with Saturn on like such short notice with that yeah. whole like recon five debacle. So I, mm-hmm. I really respect him for, for sticking around as long as he did. Yeah, I guess it'll be exciting to see, you know, where where does TYs go next? You know, what is what is his next endeavor? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, he's of course been, you know, baiting as usual on Twitter with the whole, you know, re, you know, retirement memes and whatever. If it's like, Valorant, if it's Valorant, I will find him and I will hurt him nicely. <laughs> he will kill Reasonable. him in a video game. Yep. Uh, smile, <laughs> mm-hmm. just kidding. Sure will. Don't yeah. do it. All right. So okay. the the next one that we have is uh, PDHM um, minus one goon plus jet. Upgrade, uh, I'd upgrade. Say. Yeah. yeah, it's up. It's better. Straightforward. I don't really have too much to say about it. Oh, I have something to know. say about it. Okay, all right. So, go for okay, it. so one goon has played one season of main, and he's only ever made open playoffs, and he was only the second lowest rated player in PDHM. So that's kind of a, that's what you would call a bad omen for the rest of the season. Um. Also, so like Jet's an upgrade, right? But his stock has fallen, I think, so much since this season to watch this. Because, mind you, it was only two or three seasons ago where he came in third place with the Recon 5 lap that I think had, like, Neptune and, um, I think, Jazz Pimp. And, I mean, since then, like, he, you know, he's just kind of, like, he's just gone out to the fucking wilderness and he never came back. Like, yeah. it's, it's fucking weird, like. And also, like, just the PDHM as a whole right now, you know, they started off the season 0-3, um... I've casted actually have I cast two of their game? No, just one of them so far. And just like watching them, they show promise on Inferno, but that's about it. I mean, it's the you, only it, place. If right you're an now. American player and you can't play Inferno, like what's the point? Like, yeah, but like they, they got absolutely slammed by party astronauts on nuke and like Inferno, like they made it a little close, but like party astronauts were, they were, they easily adjusted to it and finished them off. So we'll mm-hmm. have to see how PDHM kind of moves from here on, but Jeff's been dying to get to this, especially with the time that we do have left. Oh, I just want to say have... one other, the, actually we, we missed one little uh, oh, okay. tidbit. Right. Um, GGPR minus J dubs. He came back, played one game. They lost. He got cut. Uh, LOL, GGPR, funny team, moving on. All right, so the big news story for the week when it comes to roster changes is Third Impact, a team that just 2 owed RBG, a team that we have been like, wow, these guys have been building up to something great. They're like, they are like the RBG equivalent. Like these are the two teams strategically balanced. They work for a long time. They don't make tons of roster changes. Brett and Walker leave for Velaz. What the actual what the fuck? fuck? Yeah, it's <laughs> as they, a uh, a former colleague of theirs. The fuck, guys? What they are you just doing? Wanna, like, they just want to play with their friends. That's they're, not. They're just pals. They want to be pals together, Koi. I. It's just it. It blows my mind. Like it's not. It's not an upgrade. It, it's not like you're going to a better team. Like, are you getting like baited with like the promise of like milk and cookies or something? Like, I I don't know. I really don't. So, okay. So also just before we get too deep into this as well, Velaz are losing Aiden and Demoran as a part of this or Dermoran as a part not... of this. So I, I know that he left, but like, yeah. Okay. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Aiden, Aiden left, but Domarin was mutinied, I believe. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So like what Walker's a better offer. Walker's a better offer. Right. Fine. To my knowledge, Domarin was their IGL though. Walker and Brett 
they're not IGLs. So it'll be really interesting to see how that, like, the new system fits into things, how everyone's going to adjust to that. Aiden was kind of like their, like, just their rock-solid rifler. Basically, Velaz's Breeze, or Elise, if you will, he just did his own thing and got mad frags for it. So I really hope Velaz has some magical strat book that they can just pull out of their left ass right now. Well, who needs strats when need you're it. playing with your friends, man? You're just having a this good is true. Time. North America is really you cool. Just have, you're just going to make playoffs by pugging. You're just going to like go into the server and they're going to be like, all right, we're just going to default every round. And if we get five... <laughs> If we kill five of them before they kill five of us, we win every round. What's the problem? Okay, listen, guys. Play for picks. All right, guys. Play, play for, for picks, guys. All right, if we get a pick A, go A, all right, guys? Okay, let's assume that they are. They have some sort of strategy for this, right? Okay? And they have a plan. They're going into this. They're going to take this season seriously, not unlike other things that we've apparently been controversial about. But, like, with... with Velaz and with how do we think that Velaz is going to improve as a team with these changes? And uh, then after that, we'll go and we'll talk about what the fuck is third impact gonna do. Um, so if we're completely honest, is Walker like like if you look at it one for one, it's probably a slight upgrade in terms of firepower, in terms of raw mechanics and things like that, a slight upgrade. Walker's a better opper. Brett is a pretty talented rifler. I do think Aiden's better, but Brett's still pretty good. No one's IGLing. We haven't talked really about that. So no one's really IGLing. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. Velas, I had a lot of hopes for them coming into this season. And I do think that they still have the, you know, the raw, you know, core to get better. You know, I, I really respect, you know, like, Feedly and stuff like that. There's a decent chance that they they pull through. They could, yeah. I am. It's still a question mark for me. I really don't know. I it's it's like it's a frustrating roster move because I think these are two teams that we both like. We like Third Impact because it's like an RPG junior where we thought like all the roles made sense and team was a cohesive unit. And then we like Velaz because we just thought it was a bunch of young players who could do good together. So it's like. We don't, you know, hate like we don't hate the move because it's, you know, two players going to a team that we think is like really awful and you know they're wasting their time. Yeah. But it's like the the you take these ten players, you throw them all in a pot, and you pull out the two teams, and it's like the Vlaz team like is less of a coherent unit, and I honestly don't know if they'll be better for it. And I know, and so I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like we could be wrong, and this could like you know the power of friendship and just having more firepower could work for them. But like you said, the the ones who really like Velaz is like a, we, we can't tell if they won or lost right now. They need to play some games. They need to get some server time. But the ones who really lost out of this were like insane and dangerous. And, you know, those guys over yeah. at in the third impact camp, because this was going to be like their breakout season. And now they're, you know, now who the hell are they going to pick up to replace them? Like, yeah, honestly, like, you go. Go. You go. You go. No. Okay. Okay. You. Fine. I will. I will. Yeah. Cause like, um, at the end of the day, like it just felt like those were the two chosen teams. Like they were the ones that were so like role wise, they were so well built together that the players literally just had to improve 
to get like they would improve together at the same time right mm-hmm. and that's and they get better as a team and that they train as a team and that's how they'd succeed the roster changes didn't make sense unless there's something really deep under the surface that no one knows about or something like that that um inspired these moves besides just the whole you know friendship is cool that that kind of bullshit um i it just it comes out of nowhere and that is what annoys me the most i think i mean you saw like there yeah like you saw in sane's tweet like like it's Sane like when sane was you know tweeted out about it he's like he was surprised this happened like it wasn't like it doesn't seem like it was really premeditated or anything like it doesn't seem like there was trouble in the third impact camp that you know walker and brett were like we gotta get the fuck out of here it just seems like velaz was like hey we've you know we've moved and need our leader do you want to come play with us because we're all just like good friends and they're like yeah that sounds great like I'm really banger milk and cookies, man. Yeah. They will pay for your league. They they will offer you in this trade it's premier playoffs for one league fees, like milk and cookies. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, I really feel bad for for like all of the players who get left on the side of the road because of these moves. Because it's just like why like we've talked I mean we just finished talking about it, but like why? Why the fuck would we make why why why? These teams were playing well, honestly, like individually apart from each other before you fucking monster mash them. This together. is a yeah, this is like an off season <laughs> roster change you do. Like when you're you know, when neither of these teams make playoffs somehow and you're like, Well we right. let's just like let's try something, like let's try our two cores have been together for two seasons, let's try something new and like take it from the top. This isn't like, Oh, we're three and oh and you're two and one, let's let's throw our two teams in the blender and see what comes out. Like that, that is the biggest thing for me is that, that both of these teams were honestly just performing well. And they were like, they looked promising. Honestly, both of these teams I would consider, like I was considering like TI, I was like at the beginning of the season, I was like, okay, maybe these guys will make playoffs as their season to prove. And then Velaz, it's kind of like, they were both teams with things to prove. And then they come out here, they start beginning to prove things. And then they just leave the sentence with a bunch of fucking ellipses at the end. They, no, no, they, they still proved something. They, they did prove that they are a North American counter-strike team. This is what we stand up and Boo. Boo. Get out of here. Well, they proved, I don't they're know. Like, I mean, okay. Like the, the only thing you could do is like, you could just be like devil's advocate and say like, well, you yeah. can't underestimate how much a team can improve if they're having fun and they're like friends with each other. That's but the, true, I guess. Like that's you like know. the only that's the only angle I can see where like Walker and Brett are like, well, we haven't been able to play these guys forever, and we know we'll get along great. And if we all can make the roles click, it, like we don't need to deal with like any of the interpersonal bullshit. But it's like you know, I think we need to start. You know, we need to move on. But like it's just it's just a weird move. Like it's a weird move. I think it took like I mean it took everyone by surprise. Like no one saw yeah. this one coming. Like. If you said team that was gonna make roster change next, it wasn't gonna be third impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and see if I can't get on, hop on, hop on their next match. I believe they'll be. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the matches soon, but um, I, I'm gonna try and hop onto their next match. I think and try and give that one some coverage. I think Benny Kage is on that one now, but I think I might join him for that because that'll be an interesting, interesting way to see them prove. So. Before we, you know, continue to beat the shit out of a dead horse with this topic, uh, do we have anything else to say before we scoot on and kind of roll off the end here? No, I think I think we kind of um, got. I think we covered our shock, our shock and surprise about this roster move, 
That's kind yeah. of what the takeaway is. We said fuck quite a bit. Supposedly, so. supposedly, Third Impact already has a bunch of tryouts lined really? up. Really? Huh. Um, and okay. from what I could, and from what I was told, uh, they looked pretty good. Um, with those tryouts. So okay, fingers. Here's crossed. hoping. Here's hoping that Third Impact's able to rebuild from this into something. I mean, God, what jackasses will look like if both teams do end up improving after after this. If <laughs> if that does happen, um, quote us. I will eat a sock on stream or something. I'll do it. I'll eat a sock. This, they will, they, this will be the this will be the third team they said may not make playoffs. They'll make playoffs. And please, like at MNMCS, find me in my DMs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know if, where if to find me. It's better from this. I'll eat a sock. You know where to find me. I'm there. All right. Well, to kind of round off with our remaining two minutes and 40 seconds, we'll kind of talk about the results from this last week, and then we'll talk about this upcoming week's matches. So for the results, I'm just going to talk about the ones that were interesting. Of course, being TI 2-0 over RBG. We'll just start with that. That was good. That was good. Um, Alaz yeah. beating Mythic that was kind of expected. Um We'll come back and we'll we'll talk about ones that we do want to talk about, but um, yeah, that one was kind of boring. Uh, that's expected. That's expected. That's expected. That's this expected. is a real this is a real fucking there are some real fucking bangers. Here yeah, uh, pain two o team one. Expect. I mean, that was expected. expected. Pain or pain stock up, one stock is down right now. I think that's kind of like the yeah. takeaway. Yeah, basically. And then Extra Shalt 2-0 Triumph, but the big takeaway from that really is that there is no takeaway because Triumph is struggling right now, and they're yep. not really at Extra Shalt's level. Okay. So, next week's matches, well, really, not uh, next, this let's week's do, matches. Let's bring it, let's bring up back a Season 1 Classic, your match to watch, your match to miss, alright? Alright. So, starting with, you know, fucking, I'm already talking. Match, I'll, I'll start with my match to watch. My match to watch, Honestly, I really want to see. Um, oh, I'm not going to take that one. That's too obvious. I'm going to take Velaz versus Censored Damn simply it. because Censored is a team that is still up and coming. I really like them. They are still hunting for their maiden win. They've come close, but they, they're still hunting for it. And Velaz is looking to prove what they can do with the new roster. And I'm probably going to cast that one. So that's probably going to be match to watch for me. And then match to miss is anything with QC Clan in it because I. They they just look dysfunctional right now. All right, next. All right, so I got I want to see Recon Five versus GGPR because I want to see what Desi can do on a team that isn't based around that isn't old guys club or just has Ocean. And for GGPR, whoever their mysterious new fifth player is, ooh, I want to see what they can do on the server and see if they can notch their first win of the season. Maybe they can, maybe they won't. You know, we'll never know until it happens tomorrow. Actually, yeah. And then, uh, oh, match the oh, yeah, uh, yeah. QC clan, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm really excited to see uh, Party Astronauts versus One. You know that good old fashioned ESEA season 35 throwback right there. Um, that was 35, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, ESEA season 35. Uh, that'll be really fun to see. One a little bit on the struggle bus, but Party Astronauts aren't looking necessarily the hottest either but hey i believe in them to figure something out the last thing i want to do right now is piss off monster even more so they're absolutely <laughs> mint Weak. right now um, <laughs> you're not built you're not built for war <laughs> i'm built for war but only against like velas right now or something i don't know yeah, i guess so <laughs> All right. Well, that does end the show for this week. Um, I was going to mention that Extra Salt versus Secret Club is probably going to be an interesting match, too, considering where Secret Club is 
apparently been playing. I mean, they've been playing pretty decent, but we'll we'll maybe talk about how that ended next week. So be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment about how fucking wrong we are about our takes. And uh, I don't know, talk on Twitter about it, too, just so like we have something to interact with. I don't know Please, right, I need but... impressions. <laughs> so uh, do all those things. Tune in next time. Thank you for watching and or listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.